Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us again for the third year. Happy to be here. I love it. Thank you very much. So we'll leave you in the hands of uh, Jeff Hammond. Excellent. Thank you. Hey, Jeff. Good morning, Mark. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I, I am assuming you're in Nashville at this point in time. I am. Flew down last night. Looking forward to the next couple of days. Yeah, you, you've got to be very, very proud uh, of 2022. I mean, for a lot of different reasons, but the main thing is just, you know, kind of like, hey, you started with a bang in the L.A. Coliseum with Joey Logano, and you ended in a bang, you know, in Phoenix and him bringing home the championship. Uh, again, Francis said about, you know, you're, you're the global director for Ford Racing, you know, performance. What, what does that mean to your company right now? I mean, what, what, what does that give you at, at the end of the year when you look back and, and you try to make a statement to your bosses where we are? Yeah, <clears throat> as you know, motorsports is, is part of the DNA, part of the fabric of, of Ford Motor Company and based upon how we were founded, uh, 1901 winning a race, 1903 founding the company, and we race in a lot of different places and for a lot of different reasons, um, including winning races and championships that matter, the innovation and tech transfer, people development, marketing relationships. Um, but at the end of the day, what matters most is the winning. And especially in a series like NASCAR, in the cup series with the driver championship with Joey Logano in the, the truck series with Zane Smith winning the driver's championship that makes a statement. Um, and it is top to bottom in our company. It's that got posted on our homepage so that when everybody logged in on Monday morning, they saw, yes, if, if they weren't glued to the television on Friday and sun, Sunday, watching those races, they certainly knew it when they logged in. And we're still celebrating it. Um, we're going to have Joey Logano and Zane Smith coming into Dearborn to meet with employees and leadership of the company on Thursday of next week. And then we're going to have leadership going down to their race shops the week after just to continue the celebration. And um, but also continuing with hard work because we really enjoyed the winning the championships this year, but uh, want to go back and win them again next year. Well, you know, you talk about the. Uh the Dearborn group. I mean, the, the guys that work on the assembly line, the ones who, you know, work in the engineering department, because again, y'all been working on uh, some modifications to your Ford Mustang that's going to be played out in 2023. So, I mean, work work is always going on, but for them, for Joey and, and for Zane to be able to go up there, um, what is that? What, I mean, you see it. I mean, you've been around a long time now. I mean, you you have you you've rode the 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 roller coaster up and down and all around. And it, but what does it mean to those folks there? I mean, because you see it on their faces and you can you you really understand this this is important. Yeah, it, it is. Um, we had Austin Sindrick come up to Dearborn after he won the Daytona 500 to start the mm -hmm. the regular season and uh, took him to the Flat Rock assembly plant where we build the Mustang and. Mm -hmm he went there and he was engaged with the employees that actually build the Mustang. He races a Mustang, he drives a Mustang on the street. So Austin is through and through a, a Mustang person, a Mustang racer and the, the workers, uh, the employees at the assembly plant know that. And to have him there meant so much to them. 
And then later that day, we, we took Austin to world headquarters and met with Jim Farley and all of the senior leaders on the 12th floor of world headquarters and just seeing all the smiles on the, on the leaders face faces. So the same thing will be happening on December 8th. Now with Joey Logano winning the championship and Zane Smith winning the trucks championship, we'll take Joey to the Mustang plant. We'll take Zane to the F-150 plant, which is also in Dearborn and then to world headquarters to meet with the leaders and then a reception, uh, which we just opened it up to employees to come into the, the biggest auditorium that we have, which I think only holds about 300 employees. And we had 1,900 people apply to get in for that. So we got to figure out how do we try to accommodate more people, but it means a lot. Um, it, it really is, a, a, we call it a pulse positive or a satisfaction positive for the employees of the company for us to be successful on the racetrack. So when we go back old school and we say, what wins on Sunday sells on Monday, it still rings true to, to this day, right? Yeah, it, it absolutely rings true. It's not necessarily literal that when we win with a Mustang on Sunday, we sell a Mustang on Monday morning, but it, it builds the brand and loyalty and attachment of fans and customers to the brand so that maybe three months later or six months later, when they're looking to buy a new truck, a new F-150 or a Super Duty, um, that they will think Ford first and that they will go buy a Ford because Joey Logano won an Ford Mustang on the racetrack, but they'll still go buy a Ford. Um, it's, it's a great connection for us. Well, you know, we can, we can celebrate during this time now, but at the same time, you have to be realistic and you got to look back at 2022 and what's your overall assessment, uh, of overall Ford racing when it comes to NASCAR? Yeah, for NASCAR, it, it, well, as you said earlier, it meant a lot to start the season winning at the Clash and to finish the season winning the, the championships like we did. But we always want to win more races. Uh, we would we won a lot of races in, in 2020, but we didn't win the championship. And, and that was really a, a letdown that season, to be honest. This year, we didn't win as many races as we wanted, but we won the, the championship, at least in cup and, and truck. And, and that felt really good. But would like to come back in, in 2023 and, and win more races. That's important for us to win the championship again. Uh, but that takes a lot of hard work. We've got great teams uh, with Team Penske, Wood Brothers, Stuart Haas, RFK, Front Row, Rick Ware. They do a great job for us with great drivers, great personnel, engineers, um, everybody in the shop. And they are all going to be working hard through this offseason. Uh, our team at Ford Performance at our tech center will be working hard through the offseason because we want to come back, win more races, um, and at all levels, in, in cup and in truck especially, but, but also in Xfinity. How is important is it to have an alliance that was just recently formed with Rick Ware and RFK, uh, especially with them kind of basically moving on the campus now and becoming, you know, really um, close with uh, that organization? Uh, how much does that benefit, and you know, how do you look at that from your position? Yeah, it, any alliance like that helps because there's more data, more information, more feedback of trying different setups on the car to work across more cars. So that would definitely help uh, both RFK and Rick Ware Racing to be in the same shop sharing all the build information, sharing the feedback from what they learn at the track to make all the cars faster. So rising tide lifts all ships. 
that's definitely the the case uh, in an arrangement like what they have. Now, when they do something like that, uh, I know it's a, a B2B type deal as far as RFK and Rick Ware are concerned, but from Ford's perspective, do you guys have an offer up and an outline how we'd like to see this done so that we feel like it not only is uh, RFK you know, getting something, but we at Ford are gaining some information? Yeah, it's... Um, that, that's part of the discussion, part of the arrangement, because the way that we support our teams at our tech center, especially with the simulator, uh, mm -hmm. it's access to, we give that access to all of our teams, but when they're working together, they can share that as well. It's not just sharing the track information, it's sharing what they do in the simulator and the simulator time that they have. And that makes it also more efficient for us so that when we have RFK coming in or, or Rick Ware coming in, we're able to more efficiently support them. Similar with uh, wind tunnel time or, or I guess more specifically the, the CFD runs, that is allocated per team. So now the ability with Rick Ware and RFK to share some of the CFD runs and information is important for them and their strength. And, and that's a tool that they use that's provided by us. Mark, have you been surprised? I mean, I've had the privilege of, of sitting in your simulator and, you know, it, the wow factor is off the chart. But have you been, you know, pleased with the result? Because, I mean, and you made a huge a monetary um, commitment to that. You know, and, and how about the result from it? Yeah, it's it is a big investment and we continue to invest in that building and in the simulators and uh, we're adding another simulator. We'll, we'll have three uh, running here in, in the next month or so. And the, <laughs> the new one is, is even better than the first two. And we continue to make the first two uh, better and better. And they'll never be perfect. It's an engineering tool that is exactly what it, the name says, simulator. It's to simulate being on the racetrack. It's not being on the racetrack. So it won't be a hundred percent. But we just keep making every element of it better, whether it's the tire model or the physics model for the vehicle or the graphics, the, the road surface, um, the queuing and all of how all of that plays together. So we're, we're going to keep investing in that because it pays off on the racetrack, but also it serves one of our important missions of innovation and tech transfer to share what we learn in that simulation in the simulator world back onto a road car. So it makes our road cars better as well. So um, that's an important work stream for us, definitely. Well, you know, some people ask me, so why do people mess with simulators if it's not repeatable? I said, hold the phone. I said, you've never been to the old style NASCAR. We used to go to the racetrack and you'd be there, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then race on Sunday. And I can promise you the racetrack changed, but I mean, Friday, you know, and, and as we went along on Friday, then it changed again on Saturday, and then it changed again on Sunday. You never get the same exact racetrack, no matter where you go and what you do. But the idea is to get some kind of game plan that when a racetrack does change, you know what to do to fix it. Yeah, and that that is an area of focus and learning that we've made in the simulator as well, where we try to look ahead on what's the weather forecast going to be and have those same atmospheric conditions in the simulator for for ambient temperature for track temperature 
so that the teams can prepare for what they think they're going to get and then some variability around that as well so that they know the sensitivities and how to adjust based upon what they see when they get to the actual track. I think it'd be unfair if I don't ask you this question because I know the success that the simulator is able to give you at uh, the 24 hours of Le Mans back when you decided to go back there. But uh, this this is a, and you, you brought it up, the simulator allows you to do so much, not with just NASCAR, but with other forms of racing also. Yeah, absolutely. We use that tech center and those, those two simulators and soon to be three simulators across all of our programs. Um, not so much for drag racing, it's not so helpful there, <laughs> but for Australia supercars, for World Rally Championship, when we developed the new hybrid Puma, our simulator was a, a big part of that before we had a prototype and we could start working with the, the software, with the controls of that hybrid system, with the new, all new chassis that was being built, the new aerodynamics of the, the Puma, all of that could be simulated. It could be in a simulator. We had our uh, WRC drivers come over and we were able to make a lot of progress before we ever had our first prototype. So also as we're now developing our new Mustang GT4, Mustang GT3, Dark Horse R, all of those vehicles as well, we can run in the simulator for, for their development. So it's a tool that, that we use across all of our programs. You know, since you, you brought it up, I think it would be, I'd be remiss to say I've had the privilege to go to Finland and cover an RCR race. And, and, and the thing that amazes me is that you take a car that you think is just a little old runabout streetcar and you turn it into something when you take the body off of it that resembles a cross between, uh, you know, an off-road vehicle and a, and a Formula One car. I mean, they, they are a lot more technical than people give credit for. And, and, you know, World Rallycross stuff, I mean, it, it's worth and it bears taking time to look at it and appreciate, at least in my opinion, the, the, the talent that's out there and the technology that is, 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 is in the uh, series alone. Yeah, definitely WRC and the, the Rally One cars now, especially with hybrid and the, the level of engineering that goes into those. It was a well over a two year development period for us to develop the new Puma hybrid that we started competing with this earlier this year. And whether it's in the engine, uh, the controls for the, for the hybrid system, the suspension technology, the aerodynamics and integrating it all together. And unlike um, road racing cars or NASCAR, sports car, um, other open, open wheel series, they're going on the same track over and over and over again. Whereas rally, they race on asphalt, they race on uh, tarmac, and they've got, depending on the rally, 20 to 25 different stages through the weekend that they need to go through with very different atmospheric conditions as well. So the fact that those vehicles can perform at the level that they do in so many different conditions, it's, um, it's really remarkable, and the, the technology there is, is impressive. Yes, it is. Uh, as we look forward into 2023 you know we've seen some of the changes going on uh, with your organizations like we talked about what uh, Rick Ware was doing what about the the other parts of your your deal we see now that there's uh, going to be an addition at Stuart Haas Racing bringing Cole Custer back uh, to run the Xfinity Series is that 
mean you're going to make more of an effort to try to go out and win the championship there this year more so maybe in the last couple of seasons, you know, because, I mean, it was like Penske was strong and, and Stuart Haas was strong. And then, you know, they, it's been kind of like a, a seesaw deal. And last year it, it seemed like it was quite as much of an effort put on getting that done. Yeah, we've had a we've had great success in the Xfinity series and, and most recently with Austin Sindrick winning the Xfinity championship in, in 2020. And he had a really strong season in, in 2021, um, but didn't quite get it done, unfortunately, in the last lap of, of the last race. Um, but we love the Xfinity series. Uh, when we've had Austin, Chase, Cole there before, uh, having those cars together and able to share and learn information, I think helped them to be more competitive. It was really hard this year, I think, with a lineup that we had, and especially only having one car uh, at Stuart Haas and no cars at Penske. So we are excited to have Cole Custer rejoin in Xfinity, and I think that will uh, he'll be a threat to win every single weekend. And I think that uh, being able to share data and compare for Riley as well will elevate Riley and really looking forward to seeing those two drivers, two teams working together uh, off the track and on the track for some really good results there. Let's go back to some uh, international information here as far as we talked about World Rally, but, you know, uh, one of the our attendees, uh, Phil Nils, was like to, under, like to know, can we think about or will we be able to see Ford more involvement in Canadian motorsports, specifically NASCAR Canada? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. Um, we don't have a lot of involvement there today. Certainly, um, as a company, we sell a lot of cars there. We have an assembly plant there and a lot of employees there. Um, the series seems to do well and, and good teams there. Uh, but I can take that away as something we can we can look at and, and see what makes sense for, for more involvement for us. It is something that's important for NASCAR. And I think Steve Phelps talked about it this morning and we've talked about it in, in NASCAR OEM councils with Chevy and Toyota there as well. It's, it's important for NASCAR to grow globally, to be stronger globally um, and to have some more common technology or common parts um, across a different global series. That would certainly help if we were able to race the same cars uh, with the next gen car. And if that gets to the point where we start using that in other series for NASCAR, I think that would help us so that we have one investment in technology that we can then more efficiently compete in the different regional series uh, around the world for NASCAR. Uh, speaking around the world, are there any areas of the world that you are looking at, at expanding or strengthening the, uh, the you know support or relationships that you have? We um, we race in a lot of places already. WRC is right now our most global series, and their their schedule contracted a little bit globally because of COVID. But now for 2023, that is growing again. Um, we obviously compete in Australia supercars. That's important for us with the new Gen 3 cars coming there next year. We'll have the, the new Mustang, uh, which we're really excited about starting that season in 2023. And GT3, the new Mustang GT3 that we're doing and the new Mustang GT4 that we're doing 
those will be sold as customer cars around the world. So yes, we will race Mustang GT3 as a factory team as we are allowed in IMSA. Very excited about that. But as exciting or maybe more exciting is the fact that we can, with Mustang as the best-selling sports car in the world as a street legal car, we can now sell our Mustang GT3s globally um, and they'll be able to compete in all the SRO series around the world, uh, especially with what Greg Gill and Jack Baldwin have uh, in GT America. Uh, we'll have a Mustang GT3, Mustang GT4 there. Stefan Ortel has done a fantastic job. I was at 24 Hours of Spa last year. A fantastic race, fantastic series that they have there. But GT3s, GT4s, they race all around the world. So that gives us much more global reach than we've ever had before. But, and we've got other pockets like Ford Thailand has started racing the new Ford Ranger truck there in a, in a street series um, and had great success. Uh, we're doing more and more in a, the off-road world with Bronco, as you've seen the last couple of years with Bronco R at Baja, with Bronco 4600 at King of the Hammers. And just two weeks ago, I was at the Baja 1000 with a Ranger Raptor which was an incredible race, an incredible experience. And to be able to take a, a stock truck, race prep it with safety equipment like the roll cage and complete the Baja 1000 and then drive it home or back to the shop in San Diego, um, that's great for us. And we look to do more globally uh, in that space as well. That's, uh, again, a big tribute to uh, your, your brand and your company because that's one of the things that seemed like you guys have always tried to hold on to is making it to where the customer can relate to what's on the racetrack. And, and I think that's been a, a big feather in your cap for many, many years. And I know speaking from experience and I'm sure you're aware of the fact of how, I think how successful your program is there at like Charlotte Motor Speedway with your Ford racing program for people to be able to come out, drive high performance uh, Mustangs and, and learn how to be, you know, I don't know how, I'm not going to say be a race car driver, but how to enjoy some of the things that race car drivers can. Yeah, that that is uh, a big part of what we do, trying to connect with fans and the job that the Ford Performance Racing School does, both at Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, with Mustangs on the, the Roval configuration that they use. Uh, they have a facility out west in Utah for some of the off-road programs for F-150 Raptor. They do a great job out there. And they also do a lot on road for uh, customers from STs, from Edge ST and Explorer ST. And it really allows customers that buy those products to come to the Ford Performance Racing School to understand what the products really can do. Because a lot of times they're not, they're, they don't have enough courage maybe to do it on a public road, <laughs> but with an instructor beside them yeah. in a controlled environment and facility to see what the car or truck that they just purchased is really capable of. It's a great experience for them. Uh, there's other retail programs there to get additional time. And yeah, you're, you're right. It, it allows them to connect and have an understanding uh, with the sport and with the company and with the car that, that they just bought. I don't think they're scared of the car. I think they're scared of the police is going to get after them after they try to do something with it. But I've always seen uh, big smiles on everybody's face as they go up to the Speedway Club and have their, I guess you might say, their dinner after they've experienced this thing. So a lot of smiles there. Let's uh, let's touch on this year. I know we're getting a little bit close on time, but let's address the fact of electric vehicles as far as where Ford is with that. 
uh, not just, you know, in NASCAR, but around the world. Yeah, we've, wow, I think it was 2018 that we really started looking for motorsports. How do we participate or race with electric vehicles, knowing how much our cycle plan for future road vehicles was going to change towards electric vehicles? And so we took a, a real hard look at everything that was out there at the time. It was mostly Formula E. A few more series have come since then with Extreme E. A lot of other series have been, been proposed but may have not come to fruition. Um, NHRA uh, has talked about and will have a full electric class there as well. But we, we haven't yet found the right series. And that's exactly why we've done the, what we call full electric performance demonstrators. So two years ago, we unveiled the, Must, the Mustang Mach-E 1400, 1400 horsepower in a, in a Mustang Mach-E, fantastic performance, the Cobra Jet 1400, more to come in the future on that one and then the super van four which we showed at goodwood in the uk with with close to 2000 horsepower in a full electric transit van just puts a smile on everybody's face whether you're in the driver's seat the passenger seat or, or watching a van move that quickly um, and those have worked really well for us globally the mustang mach-e 1400 has been to china to europe and and all around the united states uh, the Supervan 4 debuted in Europe, and that will come into the U.S. Uh, sometime next year and then also continue globally being used. Those have been great for us in terms of innovation and learning to help us learn about high-performance motors, but also the, the battery cell chemistry and, and what it takes for the fastest discharge rates to, to run at those power levels and the heat that comes from that and the management that's required so those have worked great for us. We'll continue doing projects like that. Um, but we're still looking and talking to NASCAR, as I think Steve Phelps uh, mentioned also this morning. NASCAR is a great series for us. We've got uh, with Cup, Xfinity, and Truck. Those are great series and, and want to see those continue. But NASCAR has that footprint that allows for some experimentation. The Truck series was an, it was a demonstration series originally became a national series. Um, so there's the potential to do something in that space and, and ha maybe have a demonstration series, see how the fans react to it, see how we enjoy it as manufacturers, whether it makes sense or not. And, and then let the future play out from whatever learning we get from that. Well, Mark, again, appreciate your time. Appreciate the insight. Enjoy the weekend. You guys have, you know, well-deserved it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to see a big smile on your face because, again, you open the year with a bang and now you get a chance to close it out with a bang. We're excited. We're excited. It'll be a great couple of days. Thanks for the time today. Registering on EPAR Trade is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose Register a New Company, you'll need to choose your business type. 
Select Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.